ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, in the Lord Jesus Christ, who sits at the right hand of the Father, and to family, friends, and foes, and even foes in the family, and to the standing between the living and the dead, prayer, devotional, memorial, family, and evangelistic service family members, my beloved. This is Daniel White the Third, President of Gospel Light Society International, with the White House Daily Reading of the Chronological Bible, episode number 562, where I simply read the Holy Bible in the King James Version each day in chronological order. This unique viewpoint allows us to read the whole Bible as a single true story and to see the unfolding of God's plan in history, the present and the future. Today we are reading Proverbs chapter 1 verses 8 through 19. Shall we pray? Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I thank you for the privilege to read your holy word, to teach your holy word, to preach your holy word, and to preach your holy gospel. I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you would grant us all your energy, your strength, your unction, your anointing, your freedom, and your liberty, and the power of your Holy Spirit to read your Holy Word, to understand it, and to accomplish it, or rather to accomplish what you want us to do uh, with it. And, uh, and to comprehend it and to apply it to our own lives uh, for your glory, your praise, and your honor by the power of your Holy Ghost. In Jesus Christ's name I do pray and for his sake, amen. Proverbs chapter 1 verses 8 through 19 Ladies and gentlemen, I have the high honor and the distinct privilege and the great pleasure to read in your hearing, Thus saith the Lord, the Word of God. My son, hear the instruction of thy father, and forsake not the law of thy mother. For they shall be an ornament of grace unto thy head, and chains about thy neck. My son, if sinners entice thee, consent thou not. If they say, Come with us, let us lay wait for blood, let us lurk privately for the innocent without cause. 
Let us swallow them up alive as the grave, and whole as those that go down into the pit. We shall find all precious substance. We shall fill our houses with spoil. Cast in thy lot among us. Let us all have one purse. My son, walk not thou in the way with them. Refrain thy foot from their path. For their feet run to evil and make haste to shed blood. Surely in vain the net is spread in the sight of any bird. And they lay wait for their own blood. They lurk privately for their own lives. So are the ways of every one that is greedy of gain, which taketh away the life of the owners thereof. Shall we pray? Holy Father God, we praise you and we thank you for your holy word. Have it defined a deep lodging place in our hearts, minds, souls, and spirits, and uh, for our hearts are so evil and corrupt. And uh, they have, and our flesh, of course, uh, is a mess. Help us, Lord, to love your holy word, cherish it, live by it, apply it to our lives, obey it, and uh, teach it to others, preach it to others, the whole counsel of God, and to preach the whole and to preach the gospel to those who don't know you as Savior. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for his sake. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, our Lord, family, friends, and foes, and even foes, Lord, in the family. And Lord, you know who they are. And we include, of course, the standing between the living and the dead service family members. My beloved, this is Daniel White, the third president of Gospel Light Society International with the Scripture and the Sense podcast, episode number 977, where I simply read the Word of God and give the sense of it based on an authoritative commentary source, such as the Bible Knowledge Commentary and or the Matthew Henry Commentary. This podcast is based upon Nehemiah chapter 8, verse 8, where it says, Ezra, pardon me, Lord, where it says, Ezra and the Levites read in the book, in the law of God distinctly, and gave the sense and caused them to understand the reading. The aim of this podcast, therefore, is that through the simple reading of the Word of God and the giving of the sense of it, the understanding of it, 
It is my humble prayer that the church would be revived and the world would be awakened. Uh, today, my beloved, we're reading Malachi chapter 3, verse 6. Shall we pray? Holy Father God, we thank you for your holy word. Please teach us your holy word to the point that we will not fail in obeying it and applying it to our lives. Help us not to be just hearers of your holy word and just have fun receiving your word or enjoy receiving your word, but we do not practice your word. We don't do your word. And Lord, help us to do something with your word to encourage the hearts of the saints who are discouraged and to witness to those who are lost so that they can come to know you as Savior as we did by your grace. And it was through the contact of your holy gospel, your holy word, is what made the difference. By your grace and by your Holy Spirit and mixed with your Holy Spirit. Lord, we cannot explain it. We just need to do what you have commanded us to do. So help us to do that. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for his sake. Amen. Malachi chapter 3 verse 6. For I am the Lord, I change not. Therefore, ye sons of Jacob are not consumed. Dear friends, that was Malachi chapter 3, verse 6. Now, here is the sense of it. With the help of the Holy Ghost and with the help of the Bible knowledge commentary. Uh, but Will this judgment bring about the end of Israel? Will the people be consumed by the refiner's fire? No, for as other prophets had predicted, Malachi stated that Israel will be delivered in the day of the Lord. The descendants of Jacob will not be destroyed. This is because of God's covenant promise. A promise is only as good as the person who makes it. God will keep his promise to the nation of Israel. It will not change because his word, like himself, is immutable, unchangeable. This is the basis for Israel's hope. Significantly, the Apostle Paul gives the same reason for expecting a future for national Israel. Shall we pray? Holy Father God, we give you the glory, praise, and honor for the majesty of your holy word, for the power of your holy word, and the peace that comes through your holy word. And Holy Father God, help us to cling to your holy word, to love it, to cherish it and to obey it and to walk by faith in it, to teach it to others, to encourage others by it, to exhort others, and to preach your holy gospel to others that they may come to know your Savior. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for his sake. Amen. 
Now, my beloved, we move down to the family verses, and we come to the unique verse in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 33. It is unique out of this passage and in this passage because it speaks to the husband and the wife at the same time. Whereas the other verses speaks to one, uh, the husband or the wife or the children or the parents. This passage, in just a few words, speak to the husband and the wife very powerfully. And we'll be here three days if the Lord tarries is coming and we live. Nevertheless, let every one of you in particular so love his wife even as himself and the wife see that she reverence her husband and by the way if there's some reason why sir you cannot love your wife the way god wants you to with god's love then uh, there's something wrong on your end. Maybe you're not born again. In fact, I'll be dealing with that starting on Father's Day. See, because this is, this is very straightforward. I've said it to wives, I have said it to husbands, and I'm going to say it again. If you cannot choose to love your wife then the love of God is not in you. And yes, I'm talking about God's agape, pardon me, God's agape love. And it may not look like love sometimes because your wife may be cantankerous and rebellious and evil and lost herself. I mean, according to the world standard, according to the American way, According to the American way, and according to most churches today, uh, if you don't take your wife out uh, for a date, and and you don't uh, buy her flowers uh, once a week, and you don't take her out on a date once a week, and you uh, let her get away with not helping you, and not helping her children, uh, and she's supposed to get all of the rewards of womanhood, wifehood, and motherhood. Anyway, regardless. And that's just not how uh, things work in God's economy. And uh, if you truly love your wife, you will pat her on the back when she does well, and uh, you will rebuke her and admonish her uh, when she does evil. And as I have said to men, there are some men who are just not saved, and that's why you hate your wife. And I say, well, just go do something else then. I mean, if you don't, if you don't want to get saved and submit yourself to God's word and love your wife, and you want to have a side piece that you whore around with, or you want to go to Ashley Madison, you hate her so much, 
that you want to get on Ashley Madison and get with somebody else's wife and all of that foolishness, then uh, you really don't have anything going on. It goes both ways. It goes both ways. It's not, it's not worth a flip. So I don't know what you're going to do, but you better do something. And what you should do is get saved and start loving your wife. Now, God speaks to the husband and to the wife, as I told you regarding this passage. Very clear. And, and he's talking to saved people, people who are supposed to be saved. And if both parties are saved, the husband and the wife are going to do what they're supposed to do, whether they feel like doing it or not. The second part of this verse is, and the wife see that she reverence her husband. Now, people, you're not ignorant, and I'm talking to the husband and the wife. Now, this is as simple as it comes, and uh, either you're going to do it or you're not, or you're going to be hypocrites, phonies and fakes, and uh, have the Brady Bunch at home, I mean, have the Brady Bunch in the church and have the Adams family at home. And that's not worth a penny. It's not worth a penny. If y'all, uh, if you all, are, the husband hates the wife and the wife refuses to submit to the husband and, rever and reverence the husband and respect the husband and the wife does not, and the husband does not love the wife, you have a mess on your hands <clears throat> and if either one of you are violent by nature you don't need to be together just go on and, and whatever your life is shot to hell already anyway if you got, got that going on what you need to do is both of you need to get saved you need to get born again so that Jesus can enter into the picture of your heart mind soul spirit and life and I cannot explain how he does it, but he will give you the mind to do it, the heart to do it. He will help you to do it by the power of his Holy Spirit. And you may not like everything. You may not like everything about her. You may not like everything about him, but you will respond the way that you need to respond because otherwise God will deal with you. And that's something you don't want. Now, he can show you better than I can tell you, so, because he showed me, so, I mean, you do what you want. But I'm going to end it there, Lord willing, we will revisit this tomorrow, if the Lord tarries is coming and we live. Let's pray for other families. And by the way, most families have issues that this passage can straighten out. It is not popular in the evangelical church. It is taught wrong in the evangelical church. That includes the Baptist church, the Methodist church, the charismatic church. And that's why families are pretty much, for the most part, even in the church, most of them are shot to hell. I hate to say it like that, but I can't say it any better than that right there right now. I mean, it's, it's just a mess. We have a bunch of hypocrites, a bunch of hypocritical husbands, a bunch of hypocritical wives, parents and children, and because of the foolishness of the 
husbands and wives and parents. Uh, we're, we're in danger of losing two generations from the baby boomers group and the next generations, millennials and Generation Z. So let's pray for all families, for that's pretty much all we can do at this point. Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I pray for the salvation of all families that don't know you as Savior. I pray for the revival of all families that do. Help them all, lead them all to Ephesians chapter 5 and chapter 6. And give them all a heart and mind to do what your word says. And uh, Holy Father God, save people in the church. Holy Father God, save my own wife. And save others in our family that are not saved. We pray, Lord, for also uh, all people. We pray for the salvation of the lost, the revival of the saved, the healing of the sick, the comfort of the grieving, and the mourning around the globe, in our country, in our communities, and in uh, the world, uh, in our country, in our communities rather in our churches, in our families, and in our lives. And Lord, we pray for some by name. We pray for some of the people impacted by the coronavirus plague by name, with over, according to their official count, over one million people dead in our country alone, the country that has suffered the most because of our sins in the church and in the government and in the world. We pray, Lord, for the family and friends of Zimbabwean resident Evelyn Faith Sibanda. We pray for the family and friends of Texas resident Gilbert Lee Gonzalez, Jr. We pray for the family and friends of Ugandan resident Samuel Simbois. We pray for the family and friends of Oklahoma resident Philip Andrew Alexander. We pray for the family and friends of Arizona resident Olivia Q. Contreras. We commit these souls into your hands. Let your will be done in their lives and in ours. And Holy Father God, we thank you for the kind uh, email from Pastor Bashibi and his church ministry, thanking us for joining with them in prayer. And we know that they're praying for us as well. And we thank you, Lord, for this prayer relationship uh, all the way, uh, halfway around the world. And we praise you and we thank you with them for souls saved and the people healed and delivered at their church meetings. Please guide Robert on whether to partner with the Rotary Club Bungama, Kenya, please bless Melanie, uh, Melanie's doctor's appointment and heal Timothy completely. Please bless them with a water well. Enable them to register church properties with the government.
Deliver them from economic hardships. Bless them with peaceful elections. Bless them with church construction and financial resources for open-air gospel crusades. Bless them as they fast and pray. Lord, we pray for Stephen. Please bring his wife back from Europe. Guide them in their marriage and protect them from the coronavirus plague. We pray for Richard. Please bless him with a financial breakthrough and his own car. We pray, Lord, for the people who have gotten saved through this ministry around the world. And Lord, we pray that you will help them to grow in the faith and to stand strong in the faith and be the Christians you want them to be. We pray for Mary, Ifiani, Emmanuel, Priyanka, and Simpaja, Dennis. And Lord, we pray for the people who have recommitted their lives to Christ. We pray for Anna, uh, Isaac, Vitalis, Ibaioe, and Andrew. And Lord, we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Help these folks to stand strong in the faith and not to quit. We thank you for your holy word that says men ought always to pray and not to faint. God help all of us to do that. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and for his sake. Amen. May God, may God bless you, my dear friends, as I'm getting ready to preach. Please pray for my strength in the Lord and from the Lord. Lord willing, we'll see you next time, and maybe you can, in, you can join us here this evening. We'll see you then. If the Lord tarries is coming and we live, God bless you. Now, dear friend, if you are with us today, if you do not know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, John 3.16 states, For God so loved the world, these are the words of Jesus Christ. God so loved the world, that means that if you are in this world, God loves you. That he gave his only begotten Son, God gave up his only begotten Son to suffer and to bleed and to die on the cross for your sins. He shed innocent blood on the cross for your sins because Jesus Christ never committed a sin in word, in thought, in attitude, or in deed. Yes, you can have a sinful attitude. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son up to suffer and to bleed and to die on the cross for our sins, however, our lies, our stealing, our lusting after people and things, coveting after people and things, what other people have, our disrespect and dishonor and disobedience and having bad attitudes towards our parents, our taking God's name in vain and so many other sins. These are just five of the Ten Commandments. If we have broke one of them, we have broken the whole law according to the Bible. Jesus died for all of our wickedness and all of our sins. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, he was speaking of himself, that whosoever believeth in him 
The word whosoever means anybody at any time. The word believeth means to trust in, to have faith in him, Jesus Christ. Should not perish, that is, you will not go to hell, but have everlasting life. So, dear friend, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ today so that you can be saved from the torments of hell. For the Bible teaches that once you die unsaved, if you die without believing in Christ, you will immediately wake up in the torments of hell. If you want to avoid that and wake up in heaven and in the arms of Jesus Christ, if you will, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ down here. For the Bible says in Romans 10, 9 and 13, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou you shalt be saved. For whosoever, whosoever, that, there's that word again, whosoever, anybody at any time, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Saved from what? Saved from hell. Saved to what? Saved to heaven. It's very simple to be saved, very easy to be saved, contrary to what people will tell you. You don't have to be in a church building to get saved. You don't have to join a church to get saved. You don't have to get baptized to get saved. You don't have to give any money to the church to get saved. You don't have to shake the preacher's hand. You don't have to raise your hand. You don't have to walk down the aisle. You don't have to do anything to get saved, but believe in Jesus Christ and call on his name and pray and ask him to save you. And he will do so, my beloved. If he did it for me, he'll do it for you. So believe in your heart. Only you can do that. That Jesus Christ suffered, bled, and died on the cross for your sins, was buried, and rose on the third day. Pray with me the sinner's prayer. Repeat after me phrase by phrase and mean it from your heart. Let's pray. Holy Father God in heaven, I acknowledge that I am a wicked sinner. And I admit that I have broken your Ten Commandments. I have indeed committed some of those sins that were mentioned earlier by the preacher. And Holy Father God, I admit that I deserve to go to hell just like a criminal deserves to go to jail. For Jesus Christ's sake, please forgive me of all of my crimes and sins. Lord Jesus, please come into my heart and uh, into my spirit and save my soul. As I now believe with all of my heart in your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, who suffered, bled, and died on the cross for my sins, was buried and rose on the third day, and Lord, I, don't, I do not understand it all, but I thank you for it all. And I believe it all. Lord Jesus, please come into my heart and into my spirit and save my soul. And change my life. 
Fill me with your Holy Spirit. And help me to truly repent of my sins past. And to truly repent of my sins present. And to turn from my evil life. And to follow you, Lord Jesus, in the new life. For it is in your name I do pray. Amen. Now, dear friend of mine, if you just believed in the Lord Jesus Christ with all of your heart as your Lord and Savior, and you prayed that prayer with me and you meant it from your heart, I declare to you that based upon the Word of God, the Holy Bible, that I just shared with you, you are now saved from hell and you're on your way to heaven. Welcome to the family of God, dear friend. I want to congratulate you on doing the most important thing in life, and that is believing in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. For more information to help you grow in your newfound faith in Christ Jesus, please go to gospellightsociety.com and read my book titled what to do after you enter through the door Jesus Christ said in John chapter 10 verse 9 uh, and this is what the book title is based on I am the door Jesus Christ said by me if any man enter in he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture ladies and gentlemen until next time may the Lord bless you and keep you is my prayer.